The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. Good to be with you once again, everybody. I'm Jeff Joniak, and welcome into Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy and a beautiful day in Chicago, and hopefully get your mind off things. Talking a little football here for an hour. Pack show. Alan Robinson will join the program to talk about his Within Reach Foundation. Later on in the program, Patrick O'Donnell, the veteran punter, will talk about what he's doing with Cameo to raise money for iGrow, another uh, important organization the Bears are working with. And then later in the final segment of the show, former Bears defensive tackle and uh, former first-round pick, pro bowler back with the Bears, Tommy Harris on an incredible song he has written, helped write, and sing that we'll explain in great detail later on in the program. But uh, before we get to all of that, we talk Bears football with broadcast partner from WBBM, Tom Thayer. Good evening, Tom. Big Jeff, anybody gets you with an April Fool's joke yesterday? Just to kind Nobody. of lighten the mood in such a serious world. No, I think it's not the right day for all that. Not not right now, anyway. No, no. Did not get suckered, although I think you may have. Jim Miller joining us from SiriusXM NFL Radio, former Bears starting quarterback for that 2001 playoff team and working it for uh, SiriusXM on moving the chains with Pat Kerwin. Jim, how about you? Anything Jeff, get you Tom, on April Fool's? No, no, nobody got me on April Fool's. And uh, uh, like you said, hope uh, everybody's doing well. It's good to talk some football. Like I said, just trying to get bring some normalcy. We know a lot's going on out there, and hopefully we'll take uh, everybody's minds off some things for the next hour. Absolutely. Got a lot in the program. Business of football rolls on, guys, and the Bears announcing more and more of their acquisitions after getting contracts signed and uh, players getting their physicals. Uh, Tom and Jim, we're going to hear tomorrow from General Manager Ryan Pace and Head Coach Matt Nagy and Nick Foles and Robert Quinn. So it's going to be a full uh, packed day with reporters talking to them by teleconference. So we'll learn a little bit more. What do you guys want to hear? Well, you know what, Jeff? Every, in the football world, everything is done so far in advance, kind of regardless of what's going on because those are the types of decisions you have to make. So, you know, I'm just ex- I'm just interested to hear – where their mind is at this point, Ryan, in regards to maybe the investigative road that he's taken for the draft, the, the draftable guys, Matt Nagy trying to get his new staff acclimated to each other, but also to a new quarterback in the room and try to introduce themselves, even to Mitchell Trubisky and Tyler Bray. So I think there's a lot of information, a lot of, um, you know, that's the neat thing about Matt Nagy. He's so informative at the podium. I think when he gets up there from the both of them, we'll learn a lot. Yeah, I've been able to navigate through free agency. Hey, teams are conducting business differently. You know, and I think it's going to be a, a different type of draft with the, the constraints and the restrictions that the teams will have to do in order to make informed decisions. And then, I, you know, I, I just want to hear from Coach Nagy. I, I think this is really paramount because it's going to be a different type of off season. I think is what everybody uh, thinks about is how the coaches are going to be able to present the information via players, via teleconference, things like that. It really is going to separate some coaching staffs in who is a good teacher and how they're able to communicate with their players to get their points across on installs and things of that nature. Well, th- thank goodness for Zoom, I guess, right now, right? Or however they're planning to do it, it's happening in college football. Uh, 
on a conference call last week. Lovey Smith uh, outlining what they've been doing for a couple of hours, three days a week down in Champaign, uh, having normal team meetings. But anything but normal, certainly in National Football League and the draft in three weeks will be anything but normal as well. Coming up next, Alan Robinson doing some great work as always here in Chicago. We'll tell you all about it coming up next for the Bears receiver. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back, everybody, to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, along with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller, joining the program. We're here once a week throughout the offseason, getting ready for what is going to be an interesting and diverse uh, plan of attack for all teams with the NFL draft coming up on April 23rd through the 25th. We'll start with Jim. Jim, what are you hearing? I, I saw some writing today about a couple of options. Uh, they're, they're having contingency plans about in facilities or out of facilities and trying to level the playing field, making sure everybody is uh, working off the same slate, so to speak. Obviously, everyone would love to be on site, but even if that happens, there's going to be a limited number of personnel allowed in each in, in, in situations. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, the numbers will be down. And, you know, I think, you know, the essential guys that need to be in, say, the draft room or what everybody calls uh, the war room uh, for, you know, for a draft. And the essential guys are going to be your pro player personnel guys, certainly your college scouting director, your head coach is going to be there, probably your offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. As the draft goes along, probably your special teams coach is going to need to be in there uh, as it goes on because special teams coaches, everybody knows, they got to know everybody. They got to know everybody that's going to be brought on the team and what type of input that they or impact they can have. Your cap guy is probably going to have to be in that room. So the NFL is kind of not far off in terms of how many numbers need to be in there. Ten, but you got to remember too: can that be shuffling? Because let's say a defensive coordinator is, is talking, you know, they're talking about drafting a defensive lineman. You're going to want to shuffle in the defensive line coach. Hey, we, we're looking at these two guys. You know, which guy did you like? What was your take when you watched the, the tape? And then the defensive line coach says he's going to have his input that could sway the decision of, of what player is selected uh, over another. I think, uh, you know, certainly you're going to have other guys on call, doctors, th- uh, trainers, things of that nature for any guy that you're talking about in terms of the medical, uh, if you need to, you know, even get any more information. But normally those guys are on call. But I just know my partner at, at Sirius, he talked to like three or four GMs yesterday about the essential guys that need to be in the room. And there does have to be somewhat of a shuffling to get some other guys in there because you're going to need uh, the input. Owners, some owners are in there, some owners are not. Obviously, Jerry Jones is the owner and still really thought of as the general manager of the Cowboys. But over the years, you know, I, I don't think a lot of owners will be in the – in the NFL draft rooms this year. I, I really don't. But I think you're going to have a, to have a coordinated plan, that's for sure. Tom, from a player perspective, um, you're, you're not able to conduct businesses as you might. you just got to stay in shape. No pro days. The visits are down. If you're doing a pro day, guys are trying to put stuff on tape any manner they can. So as a player, how do you improve your value? How do you convince a team, other than some of these meetings by way of virtual reality, uh, that they are, are – uh, doing it, you know, with Zoom and other uh, different formats, but uh, how do they convince teams that I'm the right guy for your football program? 
you know, Jeff, I really do believe that most of these players already have their draftable grade on them. So now is there a matter of some of these guys, a couple of these guys, a guy that interests you, that, that guy that has first-round talent, but they're probably going to take him in the third, third round because of some issue, you know, personally, mentally, or physically. So I do think that they already have the, the grades on these guys. Now, if there's a guy out there that's really piquing the curiosity because he's that special talent that you can't overlook, maybe you need a little bit more investigative work on him. It would be really interesting to see if you put Brian Urlacher in this draft and you don't really have a chance to investigate this guy where he is and you really don't know where his talent is fits best he's just a super talented guy so you know who is going to be that brian urlacher of this draft where you're talented but you just don't know how talented you are or where you're going to fit best well today jim we heard that uh, tua tagalavala had his recheck uh, voluntarily and everything appears to be good to go he would call himself 100 percent if it was game time our team's still going to be hesitant despite the fact all 32 teams had the opportunity to weigh in and ask for specific medical information. Yeah, luckily for him, and his, you know, he's had a couple of good reviews. Like when we were down at the Combine, Jeff, he came back in terms of it was very positive about his MRIs. So teams already know about that. This second medical recheck where he's cleared to do whatever, eh, I, don't, I don't know if you're, if you're a team, you're going to want your personal doctors to take a look at him. You know, you can't just trust the word. And plus, teams are going to want to put him through a workout. Um, Or teams would say, hey, he's still on our board. We'll draft him. We don't plan on playing him right away. We're going to give him more time to heal. You know, because even today when he comes out and says, hey, I'm 100% clear and I'm doing everything, it's just general soreness. Ooh, general soreness. Well, what, do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think, you know, they're, they're, everybody's doing their due diligence and what they can. They're trying to get all the information they can. But I think for players that are dealing with medical and medical rechecks, you're just not going to get all the information you need. So it truly is a risk-reward pick. And you're going to rely and count that your doctors – believe that, hey, all the tests have been positive that we know of have been positive so far. And when we get him here, we don't plan on playing him right away. We're going to bring him along slow, which I think was the plan to begin with. Other guys out there like Ashton Davis, uh, the kid from California, he's a safety. Safety, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been able to do anything. I mean, you can't. You haven't been able to watch this guy run, haven't been able to watch him play. Uh, he's had surgery. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that, that truly are – Hey, you're you're taking it. It's a crapshoot in how you're drafting because you don't have anything on that particular player. Uh, so I think those are difficult, and I think those are the hardest ones: the medical rechecks, guys that are dealing with medical issues, and probably character guys where maybe you're trying to follow up and get more information on a young man. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Our producer tonight, Adam Stazinski, uh, waiting some guests on the program tonight as we break down the Bears' preparations for the NFL draft. We're brought to you by IGS Energy. Tom, uh, are you where are you at on how you approach this draft? From a Bears perspective, and frankly, this would apply to most teams, um, do you do you reduce your curve of potential risk in this draft? And when I say play it safe, do you go with what you know with your and trust your eyes and trust your resources that have investigated all these guys up to this point and, and roll with it? 
Yeah, you know, what players have you gone and had success on? You know, to me, Jeff, uh, this draft has kind of taken a turn for me. Right now, after what I've seen the Bears go after in free agents, I become position-specific. And for me, I want a starting safety out of this draft. And Ryan has done a nice job of evaluating the talent of Adrian Amos, picked him in the fifth round, and came in as an immediate starter. Look at what he was able to look through in the evaluation of Eddie Jackson. Yeah, there were some injury issues, but you really had to look at what the player was offering to you before that injury, and he was able to go out and make the proper decision there. So, you know, Jeff, Eddie Jackson out of Alabama, he's a safety, seen best competition every day in practice and throughout his conference, and is able to come in and play number one. So, you know, this is the given because of the corona issue, because of where the Bears are in the draft order, it's so hard to target somebody specifically. But now for me, this, this draft has just taken the, the, posi- the position interest for me. Jim? Yeah, well, I just think for the for the Bears, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice. You know, Bears have done it before where they've had fourth-round picks like Eddie Jackson come in and, and become a starter. And I think when you look at uh, if you can hit um, players like that that are later in the draft that can come in and contribute for their team, and you got to believe that undrafted free agents are going to be a big part of it. Nobody's talking about that, but typically undrafted free agents start in the latter part of the rounds. Believe it or not, like even in 94, when I got selected by the Steelers, I was already getting calls in the fifth round by, say, the New England Patriots. Hey, Jim, would you consider – being an undrafted free agent of the New England Patriots. And I think that is where a lot of teams can make a lot of hay. I'll give you an example. How about the Oakland Raiders, or now are the Las Vegas Raiders? Look who they selected as an undrafted free agent. Alec Ingold. Alec Ingold was a fullback at Wisconsin. He was a starter for the Oakland Raiders a year ago as a rookie. So I think that is going to be critical because when you don't have a lot of draft picks, specifically high draft picks, if you can get the diamonds in the rough, some undrafted free agents to come in and contribute for your team. One, obviously, try to hit on your draft picks, but I think undrafted free agents are going to be big as well. Also, and Tom and I have talked about this, and, and I, I, I have a pretty strong opinion about this, and especially this draft. There are going to be a lot of players from smaller schools that teams fall in love with, and they think they could grow them and teach them within the system and there are plenty of examples of it working and some examples of it not so you think of the power five conferences you think of the competition you think of uh, the big games that all these guys have played in those conferences and that is the bulk of your draft classes every year is this sec all the big schools um how do you feel about that being a priority this year versus say taking a flyer on somebody from a, from a smaller school that is uber talented in terms of athletic gifts, but may have not played against the same type of competition that some of these other guys are playing against. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. You know, it's kind of hard to draft potential this year. I think you have to go out there and throughout your scouting process that didn't start two months ago. This started two years ago with some of these guys that were on the scouting radar. So you could be in this, at the offices of these bigger conferences scouting another player, but you always keep an eye on that guy that you know is coming down the line. So I, I'm with you, Jeff. I would like to have interest in the, the bigger, more powerful schools and the way these 
these guys were raised in their two, three, or four years through their college program because I do think you get a lot better understanding of what they are at this point rather than what they could be in two years. Yeah, the smaller school guys that probably played in some bowl games, whether it's the East-West Shrine or, say, the Senior Bowl, say the safety from Lenore Ryan, uh, Kyle Mm -hmm. Duggar. That guy's already removed all doubt. He went down to Mobile and showed he can play against big-time players. Or, say, the, the receiver from Liberty, Vandy Golden, uh, is who, who that is. And he's a good player. I think teams like Tom is saying, they got to see it to believe it. Those two players did it. Okay, I think it'd be very risky when you don't have a lot of tape on a guy as smaller school players, and I don't think uh, they'll get drafted you know, because that there's a lot of unknowns about them. Those other guys have removed it. And I also say this, think about last year. There were 33 guys drafted who did not participate in the combine. Okay. They didn't get an invite, but yet 33 guys were drafted. Okay. Watch that number plummet this year. Teams aren't going to take a chance. Why would you? All right. We, Jim, we're going to step away from the draft conversation, switch gears, and welcome in our good friend Alan Robinson, the veteran Bears wide receiver off a fantastic season and now doing some fantastic work in the city he now calls home. Alan, good evening. Thanks for joining us. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to talk about what you're doing within reach. That is your foundation. We've talked about it on this show many times, and really out there on all the social media platforms, listening to it and reading about it, uh, again, doing some great work, answering the call to try and relieve hunger uh, through the Chicago public school system, the Greater Chicago Food Depository, which is a a, uh, a place that is very dear to our, our folks at WBBM here in the Intercom family every year. Um, how did this get started, or how did you get the ball rolling and switch gears a little bit and deal with what is a, a, a massive need for the meals for, for the kids who can't go to school right now to get an education but still can be helped out to be fed? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing for us was just trying to figure out, you know, the best way for us to be able to, to make an impact, you know, with with everything that's, that's that's going on right now. You know, a lot of people, like, forget that, you know, there are kids and stuff like that that, that rely on going to school not only for their education but because meals are provided to them as well. You know, so for them being able to – to not get meals and things like that with everything that's going on, you know, we figured that, you know, next to education, that was the that was the next that was the next best thing that we could try to, you know, help out with. Alan, you know, it, it's kind of interesting for me because you see on the social platform of these players, professional athletes, in every sport and every way, shape, or life, they kind of support. Um, you know, different areas. But now you've decided to come and help. And for every kid in Chicago that you're helping smile today, we thank you. But why Chicago, A-Rob? Because I, wherever your roots are from, people in Chicago have gained such a respect for you for what you've overcome on the field. So why are you supporting Chicago now? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is, um, you know, when we first, we, we took the foundation from Jacksonville. You know, and um, for us, we we found that you know, again, with with just the city that I'm playing in as well, you know, we have a great deal of support. But you know, it's it's pretty ironic that Jacksonville and now Chicago is very similar to Detroit. You know, and with me being there majority of the time and majority of the year, you know, that's that's the biggest way that I can help out and and end up making impact to any city. You know, so so for us, the biggest thing was looking at looking at Chicago, you know, again, it's very similar to Detroit, you know, same kind of, same kind of needs and, and things like that, you know, so just being able to have the, the community rally behind me, you know, that's, that's been the biggest success for what we've doing is just having the support of the community, you know, um, 
um, to have a great foundation and to be able to to do a lot of things, you know, you have to have support, you know. So, so the city of Chicago has has always given that from day one. Well, it's easy to be cynical prior to what this country is dealing with right now, Alan. But to to receive the support that you've had, you know, look at all the humanitarian efforts going on around. You know, I'd say not only in the NFL, but outside of the NFL. Here, the Patriots they get a a million masks today to to donate. Uh, for a lot of needs that are there for Massachusetts or all the things you're doing in Chicago. Just how does that feel to you when you see the outpouring and how it's received and what you're doing? Because it just seems like everybody is rallying to help their fellow, fellow citizens all across the country. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really awesome to see. You know, I think that for us just as people and as a country, you know, we also, we always get so caught up in competing against one another, you know, and now with this being, you know, um, our country and, and not only our country, but our, our world, you know, um, having to go through something that nobody has been familiar with, you know, that everybody needing, needing one another to lean upon, you know, whether it's, you know, supplies to go into the hospital, whether it's food supplies, childcare, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, we've had to, lean on one another for that, you know, in this time, you know, so I just think that it's pretty awesome and cool. You know, I mean, it is a tragic, you know, thing that's going on right now, but just seeing everybody try to come together as much as possible to be able to help each and every person that they can out. You know, I think it's very special to see. You got a big heart, Alan. We know it. You, you've talked about it at great length. Um, and, and initially when you started this, you vowed to match up to 12K in donations one day. That's that's how quickly that went. Wow. And uh, you had big Charles Leno, I think, maybe be the first one in line, matching his number with 7200 bucks, and then Coach Nagy with 12000 Are you blown away by the uh, generosity going on right now? And, and, and what do Most you definitely. need right now? What do you need for your foundation? Most definitely. Right now, you know, the biggest thing is just continuing to just, you know, uh, to give people the information, you know, to, to help out with the causes that we're doing, you know. So I would say fortunately for us, you know, we're not really in a in a neat position at all. You know, I'm definitely going to gonna probably um, increase the number that I'll be matching. You know, we're going to talk about that, you know, probably over the, over the course of this next uh, week or so, you know, to try to figure that out. You know, but fortunately, you know, we're not in a, in a, in a, a neat situation at all. You know, we just want to continue to to, to give people the information, you know, that they may need to go out there and support us and support everyone else, you know, as much as possible, you know, so they go to allenrobinson12.org, you know, to find out as much information and things like that, that that they want to, you know, just to see where the money is going towards and just to see some of the causes, you know, that we're helping out with. Hey, hey well, Rob, it's easy to pop on there. I popped on there today. So uh, if you can, everybody out there, make a donation, help out things, uh, I know you got a home gym and you got a young daughter. So how you balancing all that with a stay-at-home call from uh, from where you're at right now, getting ready for the season? Yeah, you know, just just um just trying to do it as best as possible. You know, as far as as far as workout wise, you know, I'm still able to get in some pretty good workouts. You know, the the biggest thing is just you know some of the running that I'm not able to do. You know, but other than that, you know, from a from a workout standpoint, you know, um, um, it's been good. You know, again, just trying to just trying to balance out as much as possible. You know, um, and at the same time, you know, just just uh, just uh, chilling out, you know, just trying to just trying to wait for things to die down, you know, just um, uh, watching different movies, watching TV shows, and everything like that. All right, Alan, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Stay healthy, you and your family, and no everybody problem. else out there. All right. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys as well. All right, thank you, Alan Robinson. Coming up next, Patrick O'Donnell will join the program. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. 
Back on 670, the score, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, and this is Bears All Access. And this segment is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at CDW.com. Just heard from Alan Robinson and his Within Reach Foundation doing some great work. And we're also going to be joined here momentarily by Patrick O'Donnell, also doing some good work, uh, touching on different things. Again, uh, just joined the program. We'll hear from uh, the Bears um, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy tomorrow uh, by teleconference. So we'll hear some of the reactions to the free agent period and the acquisition period of the NFL offseason. And Nick Foles and Robert Quinn, two impactful acquisitions, are uh, all locked up and ready to go for the Bears. We'll hear that uh, tomorrow. Uh, do we have Pat ready to go? I can't. I, oh, we do. Okay. So patio ready to go from cameo to raising money for I grow. There's a lot of rhyming going on there, but the bears veteran punter helping out doing some volunteer work as the Bears staff and players have over the last couple of years for I grow at numerous, uh, on numerous occasions, but what got you involved, Pat, and how you doing? What's up guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So Johnny, I real quick, just everything that, um, has been transpired so far is, uh, me and Roquan Smith kind of came together with this this idea to reach out to you know fans, uh, the community during this time. We can give any type of uplifting message that Cameo provides for us on that platform. So it's really cool and it's a really unique experience for us. And explain Patrick, real quick seen- uh, for for people that know what Cameo is, real quick, just what that is. Yeah, so basically it's it's a platform where there's uh, celebrities, actors, actresses, musicians, athletes, you name it. So um, they even have some of the, the cast of the Tiger uh, Tiger King. Yeah, the Tiger King, uh, like Jeff Lowe, the Doc and all those kind of guys. So you basically pick the, whoever you want to talk to or if you want to have them do a special shout-out to your son if it's their birthday during this crazy time or doctors and nurses um, that are at the front lines of this whole thing. So it's pretty cool. Patrick, is this just a message that you ad lib out of the out of the creativity of your mind, or is there kind of an avenue that you try to take when you're delivering the message, or, or how specific it has to be? So you ad lib a little bit, but for the most part, they'll put in whatever it is. If it's a birthday, or you know, their son or daughter is going through you know the virtual school right now that they can't really be there to interact with their their students. So um, I've had a little bit of uh, interest in that kind of a thing but it's it's more of like a positive uplifting message that me and Roquan are trying to um just portray to everybody on the platform well pat jim miller here good to talk to you hope everybody's safe um but just how has the response been you know just talk about since when you got involved and then how quickly the response has grown from what you're trying to to do and support yeah so we're trying to spread the word the best we can i know the bears have done a great job pushing it so far uh, me and Roquan are trying to push it on our social media platforms. I've had just about like 17, 18 requests. I'm sure Roquan's had a little bit more. I mean, middle linebacker for the Bears. Come on. I mean, <laughs> versus the punter. Come on now. So, Don't no, but sell it's, yourself it's really short, cool. so getting... <laughs> Never, never. No, but it's really cool. Things are really heating up. So uh, we got a lot of interest from the Bears, actually. They're going to match whatever we – um, get donated basically through this platform, and then we have an anonymous donor that's going to match also. So if we raise $2,500, the Bears Care will match that at $2,500, and then the anonymous donor will match that also. So we have an opportunity to uh, raise over $7,500. 
Patrick O'Donnell, veteran Bears punter, joining Bears All Access here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, I grow, by the way, really focusing on Englewood and that community, uh, serving about uh, 3,000 people there. So many things that they've done, delivering hot meals to neighbors, um, children's meals from CPS for school families that can't drive, a bunch of staple items, of course, eggs, milk, bread, whatever, Uh, virtual tutoring, homework, uh, daily prayer circle, uh, flyers about the virus, uh, all sorts of things. It's a heck of an organization to be a part of, and I know the Bears and Bears Care have done a lot through the NFL Foundation providing grants to IGRO for uh, their family resource house. Uh, from From a perspective of just giving back, Patrick, and not just the specifics of who you're helping out here. Uh, how does that make that, that heart of yours feel right now? Yeah, this is such a unique time, I think, for all of us, like in the country and, and world, actually. So just to be a part of this in any way that we can, I know me and Roquan and some of the other guys that are, are trying to get on the platform to help out the best we can, I think, is uh, just in our best interest as human beings right now just to do our part. Hey, Pat, do you ever get a chance to see the other side of Roquan? Because I really love his personality. He's got a really bright smile. He, you know, he has a great attitude. He has a really good understanding, a grasp of what he's going to say and how he talks. But, you know, we only get to see Roquan in the seriousness of week-to-week, um, you know, exposure during the football season. This is a kind of a little bit of other side of Roquan. I think people would really appreciate if they did get a chance to go to iGrow and get a chance to see a little bit more of Roquan that you're not exposed to during the season. Yeah, so Roquan is uh, he's such a lighthearted guy. He just he loves being around his teammates. He's the type of guy that will do anything for anybody. Uh, he's a country bumpkin kind of kid. He's very low-key. He wears his country boots, and he goes to country concerts. So all the guys in the locker room give him uh, – <laughs> Give him a lot of flack for that. But, no, he's a great kid, and I'm really happy that he's a part of this with me. Well, Pat, I mean, you know, obviously you've dealt a lot with uh, Roquan here this offseason, but just how has it been, you know, just talking to your other teammates? Is it by phone? Are you guys video teleconferencing each other just to to catch up and see how everybody's doing? Because it's a team. There's no doubt about it. But how much contact and really communication have you had with, with your teammates during this time? Yeah, there's been a, a lot of, like, group messaging and things like that. But FaceTime, just more on, a, like, a one-to-one if somebody reaches out. Obviously, talk to my special team guys. But um, we haven't actually done, like, the Zoom thing yet. I'm sure that'll crash sometime soon. Everybody in the world's on that platform. But uh, we might have to get something going on the Zoom and reach out to everybody on the team. That would be pretty cool. Now, in that perspective, because the college is already doing it, they've, uh, you know, U of I had started last week doing that with their team meetings for the off-season program that they have. Uh, how beneficial um, would that be, given this circumstance, if you are not able to get to the building when you guys want to, to still meet as a team or as a unit and be taught and have your instruction by way of that? Will the learning be the same? I think it'll be the same for the most part. I mean, obviously you don't, you know, have that human interaction where somebody's like right in front of you, but I think the best thing we can do is probably try to keep the schedule as close to normalcy as we can. Hey, Patrick, um, you know, you think about the players getting ready during the off season and the guys having an opportunity to go and do a weight room. So when we see Patrick not going to the weight room, but going out to the field, 
do you carry a bag of footballs with you to practice punting? And when is the last time in your career that you've shagged your own punts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we have a ball guy. We're very fortunate. But um, we had Eddie actually carry the ball bag last season. Me and Patrick Scales kind of pulled that, that veteran card, if you will, on that. But, yeah, we're in charge of the footballs. And uh, sometimes we make Eddie go either catch punts or uh, – or catch uh, Pat Scales' long snap. So, how, are, how is our guy Eddie doing? No, he's doing really well. He's, he's down in Miami right now, so we talk quite a bit about you know really the situation down there. Um, they just locked up Florida pretty good. We have a you know, mandated curfew and things like that starting uh, tonight, actually. So all the beaches, golf courses, and parks are closed. So uh, we're pretty locked up down here. Well, have you have you changed anything about your regimen, Pat? And just, I mean, what's your itinerary every day? And in, in terms of how you've adjusted with everything that's that's happening currently? Yeah, so I've been trying to, you know, actually wake up at a normal time, like say eight o'clock, seven thirty, whatever it is, get the workout in, go through the day, kind of similar to what we would have at OTAs. Um, you can't really do much interaction, I guess, with your teammates for film and things like that, but. Um, you know, I've uh, actually built a little garage gym in the house, so I've been trying to get a little workout in each and every day. And, uh, you know, I have a couple footballs laying around, so I do my type of drills. So, so tell, uh, fill us in. Uh, paint us a picture of what your garage gym looks like. <laughs> you know what? I was uh, I was a bit ahead of the curve here. Uh, I was on, like, Craigslist, if you will, or a Facebook marketplace, and I found a bunch of stuff people were giving up and wanting to get rid of. So, I got a dumbbell set. I got a, actually a rack, a nice little rig in there, and um, you know, like a Bosu ball and for like core and things like that. So, uh, I'm a big fan of the TRX. You know, I got a TRX strap. You can do a lot with that. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been working. With. Well, Patrick, it's uh, you know an interesting off season for the for the NFL, and you know you got you know the draft coming up. So throughout your career, do you even pay attention to the draft anymore, or is it more about just getting yourself ready and, you know, the the draft is going to happen in whatever fashion it does? Yeah, I think we pay attention, meaning the veterans, when I say we. To, I think it's important just to see, like, who we're getting, you know, who's coming on to our team, our family. So in that aspect, we kind of see um, – you know, what, what the team is thinking, what we need. But from that standpoint, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what happens this year. I'm assuming everything's going to be either virtual or it's going to just be flashed across the screen, something very unique that, you know, the, the NFL is going to have to adjust to like everybody else. Well, I'm curious about this, Jim. What what number dumbbells, weight poundage, did you buy up to? Is this Are you putting on the gun show? Did you put up a mirror in your garage, anything like that? I'm a little bit worried about you, Patrick. <laughs> I think if you have any type of garage gym, I think you have to have a mirror up. Yeah, so I put a mirror up, you know, so you can look at yourself, you know, flexing, being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I but, knew it. He was putting on the gun show. How big the dumbbells go up to? They, you get the hundreds? Can you get? Can you do those, Pat? I got, yeah, I have five to 70. You know, I, I don't have the big dogs yet. I'm looking for somebody. If anyone knows anybody, send them my way. I mean, gym equipment right now is a hot commodity with everything closed. So everyone's scooping that up. Sure is. Well, uh, let's just hope uh, everything uh, stays well for everybody out there listening, and certainly you and your family stay healthy. Um, and I'm sure the the 
Just the, the enormity of this situation with uh, everybody struggling, but in the back of your mind, uh, you still have a job to do and, and hoping there's football in 2020. It, it's it's something I'm sure you guys are all discussing, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is the closest thing I've had uh, to football, so I really appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for your work you're doing as well. Patrick O'Donnell, Bears right. veteran punter working with Cameo to raise money for iGroy organization close to the Bears' heart and Bears' care. We'll continue on. We'll be joined by Tommy Harris, the former Bears pro bowler, coming up next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears Held Access with Adam Stadzinski, our producer, Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller. Counting you down to the NFL draft free agency. Uh, hitting a bit of a ball now. Team's got everything lined up in terms of filling some holes and now look to... Uh, Get those young players uh, to potentially start or begin the process of adding into the building prospects uh, prospects of the season. Jeff, uh, as we get you set here, we're waiting for Tommy Harris to join the program, uh, the former Bears defensive tackle. Uh, so much to talk about with uh, how people are dealing with the, the virus and, and all the limitations that are, we are now working through. But um, I love reading every day or hearing from all sports what the give back is, Tom and Jim, uh, from the sports community. Uh, we always talk about this, I do anyway, about sports being life's toy department a little bit. But it is much more than that. I, I say it in jest a little bit because you can easily uh, shut down the toy department, but you can't shut down the passion of the heart of, of many athletes and organizations that, that are givers, and, and they do give back. They know the impact of giving back. You know, Jeff, if you could just take a picture of every kid's face that they hand a meal to that Allen Robinson and his supporters have provided for these young kids, that tells the story alone. Because there are stories all across the landscape of, of sports and all the other ways of life that successful business people have been able to support. And, like, I, you know, just the, the snapshot of a smile when they hand you food in these times it's got to be super satisfying for a guy like Allen Robinson because you know this is not a guy that's had everything handed to him although he's had success he's at, he's overcome the obstacles of injuries and went on in almost some respects been more successful um, so I, I really appreciate his effort in, in all the other efforts that everybody is coming uh, you know from around the world how about the Patriots using their planes to bringing over a million uh, face masks for the the medical people that are in need of them. It's really, it's just unbelievable, Jeff. And it's not, you know, it's not just the NFL community that you mentioned. And, you know, sometimes, and again, I think people are cynical, thinking a lot of these owners are just some evil barons. That's just not the case. They've been giving for years, years out of their pocket. And you, you've really seen not only organization, pretty much everyone in the National Football League, but you've seen the players too, individuals like Allen Robinson or donations like Drew Brees of, of the New Orleans Saints. And it's all across this country in all 32 cities. These players are making a difference. And the organizations, they've every one of them have stepped up. They're great in terms of their humanitarianism. Their philanthropic work has always been there. And that's, you know, that's when I was a player, and it was long before I even was with the Chicago Bears. They've always done it. So they are truly to be commended. It is really astounding, really, how everybody has really stepped it up to another level. As you guys hear about uh, Tony Baselli this week, and, and, yes. and you know he we knew he had the coronavirus, but uh, had a story just just came out in one of the papers nationally. Um, he's forty seven. Uh, 
you know, Tony Baselli, a, a sturdy uh, piece to the puzzle at, at left tackle in his NFL career for Jacksonville and Houston. Um, but he was in the Mayo Clinic, hospitalized five days. He said he needed oxygen, and he said the, the, the virus buried him. It didn't literally because he's now back and, and feeling good, but uh, Tom, he found himself deteriorating fast. Uh, and if it, can cut, it can cut down anybody is the point. Nobody, no matter what your size is, you know that you no one's exempt for what what this disease can do to you. And it seems like every day you're introduced um, to another story about someone who's overcome it or how it's affecting the lives of many. You know, when you think about, you know, I'm the youngest in my family. I'm 58 years old. All my brothers and sisters are older than me. I live in the fear that this is somebody that could, this is a disease that could take out my whole family because of this is the age we live in. And um, so you, when you hear a story like Tony Baselli's, you just think the vulnerability of, of everybody else and especially the people that are, are closest to us in our lives. Yeah, and it's, it's really amazing just as fast as it comes on that Tony Baselli, you hear story after story about that, that it can dissipate pretty quickly as well because he, he was out in five days, but how it creeps up on you and how it can affect your lungs and the ability to even breathe, to take a breath. And, and that's the issue, you know, the ventilators, the masks, all the things that everybody is, is desperately in, in need. And it sounds like, again, all across America and all lines of work, they're, they're stepping up to try and get these things done. Whether it's flying a, a private plane over to pick up a million masks, whether it's uh, the motor companies trying to build ventilators. I mean, think about the manufacturers that are now converting what is an auto plant to build a car is now building ventilators. I mean, pretty amazing how everybody across the board has stepped up. All right, let's switch gears. Get on the phone lines one more time before we wrap up tonight's show. Uh, reconnecting with an old friend and former Chicago Bear, Tommy Harris, former 14th pick in the 2004 draft. First year at Lovey Smith's program and had seven good years with the Bears, three times a pro bowler, and uh, a very interesting uh, guy, no question about it. Tommy, good evening. Thanks for joining the program, and uh, you made me cry this week, got to tell you. Oh, man, I'm sorry about that, Jeff. <laughs> you cry. Uh, this is what Tommy Harris, it, we knew he was a very talented singer because uh, you used to give up your time at the Super Bowl, I, I believe, during the gospel celebrations in the mornings before the Super Bowl, so you could sing. And I've heard you <laughs> sing. And then uh, I, ju- I was on Twitter the other day, and all of a sudden I see, see your site, and uh, I punched it up, and you are now not only – a Chicago Bear and an NFL football player and a dad and a son and a sibling. You're a singer-songwriter and uh, just released this week online. Let's sample a little bit of your new song, Deflated. unbelievable song i invite everybody to check it out on apple music spotify youtube audio tommy harris 90 at twitter.com uh it's a good five minutes and i listened to it again today and uh obviously i'll let you tell the story on on how you wrote it and why you wrote it but it, it dates back to the passing of your wife just uh some 41 days after your marriage and the, the birth of your second child so it's it's a resonative song about your wife ashley tommy yes sir 
I thank you, man. Um, you know, I, I came up with deflated. It was just thinking about that, that awkward pause or that moment when I had to take the ventilator off and everything went from not seeing her breathing to, or having even a machine to move her to it's all out. Like it was deflated. It all left. And, uh, it was like from then on, I, I just always made it my, my duty or my, the way I can serve and to give back is to make people remember that they don't have to play dead in the land of the living. So deflation just talks about that time of when things aren't going your way or that moment where it feels like you don't know where you just losing breath or at the moment where you don't know when the next <sighs> comes back. But it's in that moment of just giving hope that you'll be back and you'll come back and things will get back to bouncing. But it's just being in this moment, like we're in here, the deflated market. That's what we feel like now that once we get things get back moving and going, but no, let's be here. Let's slow down. Let's be with our kids. Let's, I had to learn a lot in my deflated moment of how how big I thought I was or how rich I thought I was. and how. So after going through that moment, I realized what life really means. And, and, it, and it just, it, I don't know, the whole thing just really t came to me because the stand down on his knees part, it only came from being deflated. So if I never was deflated, I wouldn't know how to pray so much. I wouldn't depend so much on it. I wouldn't have the relationship I have. So just finding the beauty even in troubled times, that's what it's about. You know, Tommy, this this Tom there along with Jeff and Jim. And, you oh, know, what's I, up, Tom? How are you? You know, I, I kind of lived through that same scenario with my mom and dad within the last six months. And what, you know, I'm glad that I knew Tommy Harris before I saw this video. Your video, dude, is awesome. It is so beautiful, so well done. But I'm glad I got to know you before I saw this video. Is the Tommy Thank Harris you. that we all met after the draft, is he still inside you? Or is that Tommy Harris completely gone? Yeah, he's, he's gone, Tom. You know, I have I have some residue of, you know, like I, I just been through so life is gay. My games didn't stop after the NFL. You know, it continued. And I kept on taking on double teams and I kept on going through different stuff. So it developed a whole nother different game inside of me, a whole nother different person inside of me. Even I, I look at that video myself and all the stuff I've done. I don't even look the same. Like if you look at stuff on on YouTube or the old videos, I can't even believe that was me. So yeah, this is, this has made a whole nother. My whole life has transitioned into a different metamorphosis. Hey Tommy, we we want to talk more about this with you, but we're out of time tonight. Can we get you on another time as well to talk more about yeah, it? Sir, because I think a lot you, of people guys. would draw inspiration. Real quick, how long did it take you to write it? Uh, I wrote Deflated in like 35 minutes. Unbelievable song. Go check it out, everybody. Tommy Harris, thanks for joining us. One final thought yes, coming sir. up after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Okay, full show wrapping up. Uh, boy, Alan Robinson, Patrick O'Donnell, and Tommy Harris. Uh, Jim, sorry I couldn't get you in there at the end, running out of time, but uh, check out that song and video. Oh, it's I, a I moving did. tribute. Yeah. I did. It's amazing when you look at the, the video. And I'll I tell you what, you know, just to go somewhere that a lot of people, you just don't want to go. And I'll tell you what, yep. every word, you just cling to every word of that song de deflated. What uh, so beautifully done and well done by Tommy Harris. It is a great song. 
Yeah, no question. Tom, next week we'll start getting real deep in the draft. You ready? Oh, of course I am, Jeff. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Again, I, it's kind of like the old school draft. We sat yep. there in anticipation of being picked. We knew nothing about it. All right, coming up next, game two of the 2016 Cubs NLDS. Check it out. Thanks to everybody involved tonight, Adam Stadzinski. For Tom and Jim, I'm Jeff. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.